Hello, my name is Brian Adams. My Dharma name is Wan Seung Dok. I'm a member of the Philadelphia Temple. My wife, Daisy, and I, we really enjoy studying one Buddhist scripture with our North Carolina Temple friends on Thursday nights, so I am very happy to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Before I begin, I'd like you to do something for me. I'm going to ask you to clear your mind, and then I'm going to tell you to think of something. Ready? Mind clear? Picture someone who is enlightened. Now hold that image in your mind for a moment. What did you see? When I picture someone who is enlightened, I see someone living in a monastery far, far away. This person meditates all day, all night, and there's always a robe involved. I never think about someone who lives in Philadelphia and has a job and wears t-shirts. I never think of anyone like me, and I never, ever think of myself. You know those stories where someone gets enlightened instantaneously by a raised flower or finger or sandal? These stories always make me feel like enlightenment is a miraculous event that happens to extraordinary people a long time ago, not to people like me. And it's not just these lightning bolt enlightenment stories. The Buddha story and the Founding Master's story, they seem very remote to me as well. I tend to think that enlightenment is not for me. The enlightened people are different than me. They are special. And I'm just plain old me. I know I have a Buddha nature. It's fundamental teaching. I have the same original nature in the same full measure as all the Buddhas and enlightened masters. But when push comes to shove, I believe that more in my head than I do in my heart. I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way. Sometimes I hear Dharma friends say something like this. And I think this is a problem. How can we practice fully and effectively? How can we practice with sincerity if we do not believe wholeheartedly in our own Buddha nature? If we do not believe that the path to enlightenment is fully available to us in our daily lives. I've been looking at my mind's relationship to seeing the nature for a long time to try to figure out why I don't really trust in my own Buddha nature. Early on, I realized how tightly I hold on to the idea that seeing the nature is a yes-no, on-off light bulb kind of thing. You see it, you attain it, you're enlightened and you're good to go. You're either in the club or you're out of the club. What if it's not really that way though? What if we frame awakening in a different way? I heard a Dharma talk a few weeks ago where the speaker referred to the five steps to seeing the nature and it opened my eyes to a new way of thinking. The five steps are outlined in the Dharma discourses of Cardinal Master Chongsan. It's chapter five, Fundamental Principles, and it's verse 9. I'd like to read it for you. The Master said, Seeing the nature, or attaining enlightenment, has five steps. The first is to show the evidence for how all dharmas and beings return to one. The second is to know the realm of true emptiness. The third is to see the truth of marvelous existence. The fourth is to keep one mind 
from internal disturbances and external temptations. And the fifth is to apply this mind to all situations magnificently. Now, my understanding of the five steps is extremely limited, but what I have figured out so far is changing my relationship with enlightenment and seeing the nature. I'd like to tell you how. I'm beginning to see awakening as much less of an event and more as a process. Think of the steps. Step one, all dharmas return to one. The lesson is awakening to the truth that everything exists as the same universal substance. The Heart Sutta tells us this in the phrase, form is not different than emptiness and emptiness is not different than form. Now step two, know the realm of true emptiness. This is to awaken to the experience of true emptiness and directly perceive the oneness of mind and the universe. The Heart Sutta also deals with this. It says, all dharmas are empty. The third truth is to see the truth of marvelous existence, to awaken to the truth that everything you encounter with your six sense organs is the truth, just as it is. Now these first three steps describe the process of great enlightenment as a series of awakenings. First, we awaken to the understanding of oneness. Next, we awaken to the truth of emptiness. Then, if we penetrate the realm of universal substance and the true emptiness, we awaken to the correct functioning of our mind in the world, the function of universal substance and true emptiness from moment to moment in every situation. The enlightenment described in these steps is not a lightning bolt out of the blue. It is a great awakening that arises out of smaller awakenings, that arise themselves out of even smaller awakenings. Enlightenment is a process of inquiry that leads to seeing the nature. If we are engaged in a practice of inquiry, if we read scriptures and sutras, if we listen to Dharma talks, then we are on this path to seeing the nature. We are in the process of awakening, and I think that's all that matters. There's more. We all know that enlightenment is useless if we don't put it to use in the real world. This is what is meant by correct functioning of the mind in the world. This is where step four and five come in. Step four, to keep the one mind from internal disturbances and external temptations. That's just cultivation of the spirit. Step five is to apply this mind to all situations magnificently, and that is choice in action. I think the five steps of seeing the nature are directly plugged into threefold practice. I think they're basically the same thing. The scriptures talk about seeing the nature, nurturing the nature, and commanding the nature, inquiry, cultivation, and choice in action. There must be a lot of benefit in casting enlightenment in terms of the threefold study. If we see enlightenment as a process instead of an event, we may be less inclined to grasp and measure and to compare our practice. If enlightenment is like the threefold practice, the steps are not a strict progression, but it must be practiced at the same time in balance. If cultivation and choice in action are stages of enlightenment, then our work is never really done. We will never reach a stage of completion. Enlightened masters 
bodhisattvas and Buddhas do not stop practicing when they get enlightened. They continue to make sound choices with a clear mind for the rest of time. Cultivation and choice and action always continue. No matter where we are in our practice, we are awakening. They are one in the same. There is no finish line to cross. There is no attainment with nothing to attain. Every moment we sit or chant to cultivate our true nature, we are awakening. We are awakened in that moment. Every moment we read the scripture, listen to a Dharma talk, or share with Dharma friends, we are awakening. We are awakened in that moment. Every moment our mind arises and we stop and return to our original nature, we are awakened in that moment. Maybe every moment like this is a new enlightenment. If that is the case, then we have already had many enlightenments and with sincere practice, we can look forward to thousands more. Now that I think about it, maybe there are six steps to seeing the nature. And the first step is to see yourself as a Buddha. Thank you.